0: This, okay, so when I was a kid, <laughs> I would call the radio and try and get them to like, let me be like, <laughs> so the you know, where person. you do the thing where you're like, <laughs> the this is, you know, you're listening to 92.3, the B, and this is Shauna from Altitude.
1: mutual reception. Today, my guest is Shauna Bryant. Last spring, we got to sit down and talk a little bit about the diversity of modalities she teaches and instructs, including breathwork, gyrotonics, and Pilates, the breathwork training program she founded, Breath Liberation Society, the Frankie Hugh Clinic, her journey in the wellness world, aspirations, her frustrations, and the importance of having a diversity of teachers and practitioners so that we can all see somebody at the front of the room who looks and sounds a little bit more like us. Stick around. We had a lot of fun and a lot of laughs, and I think you're going to really enjoy this conversation.
0: This is Shauna Bryant, and you are listening to Mutual Reception.
1: Hi, Shauna, welcome to the show. It's so lovely to have you. A thing I like to ask everybody who I have on is, how did we meet?
0: Okay, so we met through your partner, Jennifer Patterson. And what's super fun is that I was friends with Jenny and had never met Jenny in person and like always kind of interacted with you as well. And I came to New Mexico a year ago. And I remember I was like, this is such a me thing actually. I was like telling my partner Yanni, I was like, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to this birthday party, then I'm gonna go stay with Jenny and Rose. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, do you even know these people? I was like, I totally know them. And, and so, you know, it was like in the middle of me. And so I'm also, I don't drive a lot. Like I don't love driving and not a driver. I'm good at a lot of things. Driving's not something that, I or any of my friends would list at my top 10. And so in order to get to you and Jenny's house, I had to like really like drive up a mountain by myself. And I remember like, it was super funny because Rose, you're such a caring person. Like you were like, like coaching me through it. You're like, okay, you need to print off the instructions or memorize them because you're gonna lose cell reception and da 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 da. And there's all this stuff to get to your house. And like, and I was a little bit anxious anyways, cause I was like, what if they're weird? What if I'm weird? You never know. And I'm just gonna come stay at your house for a while. Like I just, you never know, right? So I was a little bit nervous anyways. And I had to drive up that mountain by myself. And I remember parking my car at your house opening your door and coming down the stairs and just like throwing myself into your arms, which you totally let me do. <laughs> and I will never forget that because I was like, I was so proud of myself. Like i driven up a mountain for like two hours by myself. I didn't get lost once. And then I showed up and I was like, woohoo. And I like, and I remember being like, and this stranger is just like, and here you go, bud. And I was like, hi. <laughs> so that's how I met you. <laughs> It's a pretty good way to
1: meet. Yeah, It's a great way to meet. (laughs) I'm very impressed that you found it. Our house is like, there's a lot of very new Mexico directions that are like, oh, it's a wide dirt road. There's a bunch of tires piled up. There's three bad dogs that will yell at you. There's one weird homophobic sign. Don't pay attention to it. (laughs) yeah no and i totally drove by all that and that homophobic (laughs) sign by the way so you know
0: i live in i'm in washington dc um i'm a little bit outside of dc now but like at that time i was still living in dc we were half a mile from the Capitol during the insurrection and like, <laughs> they're really like people with those types of signs, like at my Whole Foods, you know, it was not like everyone always does this thing when I, my friends who live in the South or out in the country and everyone's like, well, you know, you might see a sign or two. And I'm like, dude. That's my neighborhood. (laughs) Like, I really wish I could tell you that, like, the guy down the hallway in our apartment building doesn't have a sign up, but, like, that's not life right now. Like, I I wish that I lived in one of those fun encapsulated bubbles, but, like, not my life. So I also got to your house, and it was funny to me because the sign was, like, people of the world, and I was just like, buddy, there's, like, four people that will ever drive down this road and one UPS worker. But, like, I mean, you know, to have the, like, to have the confidence of the white man, right? To think that from your dirt road, (laughs) in the middle of a mountain, you were speaking to people of the world. Like, what? It was just, I found it funny. I know you you both were like, so sorry you to see that. I was like, again, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, this is not new for me. And also who does he
1: think he's talking to? <laughs> like, he's not, I mean, I'm probably the most trust. worldly person that's gotten here in the last year. Like, come on now. <laughs> You're the only person from DC who he had any access to actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I laughed at his sign, so. I hope that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm glad you made it. Um, You already told us that driving isn't one of your top 10 skills, but I know that you have a lot of skills and accolades and and quite a few kind of practices that you're involved in. Do you mind kind of sharing what, what it is you're doing in the world right now? Of course. So I am a movement
0: practitioner. I've been teaching Pilates since 2008, Um, I've been self-employed since 2011. Um, Fun fact with that though, it doesn't mean I didn't also have a job, but it means I ran my business in 2011 and like bartended at night, sold like face creams during the day and taught Pilates sessions until I had enough Pilates sessions in order to quit like the bartending job, then finally the face lotion job. (laughs) Um, and honestly, like even like a couple years ago, I went back to bartending for a little while. Cause I was like, I, you know, <laughs> like this isn't working again. So like yeah. I have to, it's good to have, I think it's good to have some skills you can fall back on. I'll say that, but yeah. So I've been self-employed for a while. Um, and also sometimes working for other people, but, um, yeah, I love movement. I see private clients virtually. I'm still pretty, pretty virtual. Mm-hmm. Um, I see private clients virtually and then, um, Six years ago, I I got breathwork certified, and then I added that to my um to my list of services. But also, you know, it had been a big part of my life before I did that. And let's see, I see breathwork clients. I I I love leading groups, virtual or in person. Um, i finally back to doing a few in person groups. Mm-hmm. Um, As you know, I think I'm someone that really still cares about COVID so I've been trying to be very careful with my in person groups like trying to create areas where people have like a lot of space and you know, Mm -hmm. it makes it less lucrative but I think that you know, we have to put our personal safety first sometimes. So, um, yeah, I need Louder for the people in the back. I, you know, not to like go there and get your, get your podcast, like, get your podcast harassed. Remind me to tell you about that, by the way, about when I, um, I attracted the, I attracted some of the people on my, with my Facebook ad once. It was super fun. Oh, okay. So then two, three years ago, two years ago. Mm, what is time? What is time? Uncle. I think it was two years ago. This would be the third year starting. Mm-hmm. I founded Breath Liberation Society, and that is an educational platform. We run an annual breathwork training um, we had a virtual retreat this year called Breathe in Black that was really cool. And I'm really hoping to expand on that platform quite a bit this year. So that is what I'm doing in the world. Um, I'm a dog mom. Um, <laughs> it's important, yeah. important to point out.
1: And yeah. Very cool. Um, can I ask you about another thing that I've seen written on your page? What's up with Gyrotonics.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah! Thank you for asking that. I, um, you know what? I'm just getting to a point where I remember, and it's funny. Jenny's somebody that holds me to this a lot. Um, I'm just at a point where I remember to tell people about BLS when I say what I do for a living, yes. which is wild because that's like 80 percent of my like time, you know. Um, and I just, it's, it's like I don't know. For some reason, it has to like be in my life for a lot of years before I remember to put it on my verbal resume um but anywho gyrotonic is new Uh, I started a gyrotonic training about two years ago and the gyrotonic method is something that's a it's um so there's a stool version of it it was originally called like I think movement for dancers or something like that Um, and then there's also a version that's on this big like kind of gnarly looking machine but it's all about like lubricating the joints and moving in circular motions that help to move the spine to improve the posture to open the body i loved it immediately when i took a couple sessions and learned that it is very much a movement practice but also an energetic practice and it has so much to do with like realigning the body but opening the body and opening the shoulders and i just think that We work so hard in life right now at our desks, in these fixed positions, and I love the gyrotonic method for the way it moves the body. I think it's really perfect for the way we live our our lives right now.
1: That's so beautifully put. Thank you, thank you for sharing that. Of course, thank you for for reminding me of that one. Of course, I had to do it, you know. I was was cruising your website. I was checking around, clicking around. Um, I wanna take it back and hear a little bit more about how you got introduced to Pilates like how you started doing it and what made you be like you know what I think I'd like to share this with people okay so I graduated from
0: undergrad in 2004 and this is like right when the economy was starting to take a dip but we didn't know it yeah. so I was trying to figure well I didn't know it maybe there's somebody like you know on like a short seller's desk that was fully aware of what was going to happen but I was unaware um and I was trying to figure out kind of what I want to do for my for a living for my life um as one does when they're 22 right trying to figure it all out right then right now and I Knew I didn't want another thing. I knew I didn't want a desk job. I knew I didn't want to sit behind a computer in a cubicle somewhere. Uh, And I liked movement enough. So I thought, okay, maybe I'll go and become like a physical therapist. So at that time, this was back again in 2004, which doesn't feel that long ago. But what I'm about to say does. (laughs) At that time, I had to call different physical therapy offices. I had to call them. I couldn't, (laughs) because a lot of them, like, didn't have websites and stuff set up. And so I started calling around physical therapy um, offices, because in order to apply for physical therapy school, you have to, at that point, you had to have, um, like, work experience in a physical therapy office. You could just like volunteer hours basically. So I was calling around trying to get some volunteer hours. I thought that'll be a good idea. And then I can try and, you know, see how I like it. Um, and I, yeah, I started working. I started calling around and I talked this one woman, and I really wish I knew this person's name because I would go back and tell them like how much my life changed from this very quick curt conversation. <laughs> so I was like, I want to be a, a physical therapy person. And, and this person, this woman told me that the industry was changing, that the health industry was changing dramatically. And that if I wanted to be a physical therapist, I needed to add in another modality. I needed to either be Pilates certified, or I needed to get a massage therapy certification. And she told me to do either one of those and call her back and that she'd hire me. Oh. And I was like, okay, what's Pilates? <laughs> so... <laughs> I went on my like gym you know I went on my gym website thing and I we were you know the paper where they used to print the schedule mm-hmm. and I figured out that there was a Pilates class and I started taking Pilates once a week uh and a lot of things changed I was a big like cardio person at the time I'd be on a you know just cardio just that was my mindset just cardio and I started to notice that like some of my like postural things I now know where postural things started to improve like I had I would stand with my back arched a lot and I stood for a living still then so you know I would get with uh, with the muscle strength I was like oh this is better like I you know all these little things that were kind of like little aches and you know I was like 22 so not so many aches but like all the little things <laughs> that like, I felt like I needed to improve or starting to improve. And I was like, okay, there's something to Pilates. And I just, I started studying it uh, and I never made it to physical therapy school, but I did start studying it. And eventually I went and did my, I did the 800 hour comprehensive training here in Washington, DC. And then I, yeah, I, I started teaching like early mornings and middays, and I bartended at night for a long time. Oh and then I oh, I was superhuman. And then yeah, I finally had enough enough Pilates clientele to quit you know bartending as much. And eventually, yeah, I stopped selling stopped slinging lotions at Kiehl's, and I was able to just teach Pilates full time.
1: Nice, nicely done. And then, how did you find breath work?
0: breath work I found because I wanted very much to be a fitness mogul I'm a driven person Uh, we'll get into my chart I guess in a little bit Um, (laughs) I wanted to be a fitness mogul and everybody I knew everybody that I looked up to people who were and I also now understand how how much of a lot of this, can I curse on here? I didn't ask that in the beginning. I now understand a lot of how much of this was bullshit, but like (laughs) I would go to these, I would go to these web, you know, these like retreats or not retreats but like these like conferences, right? And I'd sit in the room with my little notebook and I'd like try and learn, absorb everything of like these people who were giants in the field of fitness. They had nationwide companies, they were global, they were making, you know, all of this money and they'd sit there with their like manicured faces all relaxed and they're running these giant conglomerates and everybody was like, how do you have it all? How do you do it all? I'm going to point out that a lot of these people were men, but you know, (laughs) how do you have it all? How do you do it all? And of course, everybody just responded and they were like, oh, I meditate. I do. I do transcendental meditation. I meditate. And I was a big believer of like, you know, just like live the life you want. So I was like, okay, I definitely should start meditating ASAP. So I I went and I did the Transcendental Meditation Training and I would sit for 20 minutes twice a day and I'd say my word in my head and I struggled so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just struggled. (laughs) Like, I, I mean, I have a really busy brain and I feel like the second I just even try and drop in my brain was like, remember that stupid thing you did when you were 19? Man, you know, poof, what were you thinking, right? Like my my brain (laughs) would not let me relax at all. So in the middle of this, you know, me trying to be enlightened, um, a friend, um, a client, client and friend of mine, a Pilates client was just like, you should go to this woman, you should go to this woman, Um, and you know, and they, she's going to like be, you should just try her. Like she's met, she's like this magical woman you should go. And I was like, I don't know about any of that. You know, I grew up super Adventist. And so one thing about Adventism is that they believe very much that like, if it's not of Jesus, it's of the devil. And so like, as much as I'm not Adventist anymore, like I had a really big resistance, even people would like om in yoga And it would throw me, I was like, I don't know about this. Like, are we, "Mm." (laughs) is this a slip and slide to hell that everyone talked about? You know, I couldn't, I couldn't. So, but my, (laughs) I'm I'm really, very much, these are things that are like ingrained in my soul that I like, it's, I mean, even now occasionally, I'm like, oh, it's funny that's still there. So how I got into work is I went to this house, I drove (laughs) <laughs> to this house which I feel like again this is theme. if you're not like if you're, if you're not like driven to like some stranger's house on a healing journey what are you doing what right are you doing? so what are you doing <laughs> I went to the stranger's house and she like put me on a table and I laid down and she was like okay start taking these big breaths in and just keep going just keep going and she, this person is someone who's just like very studied, just done every you know every learning opportunity possible, and they've kind of just like mushed it all into like a healing experience. Um, and it was really interesting to me because one at that time I wasn't super in touch with my emotions, and all I wanted to do was just cry my eyes out. And I was really unhappy with the idea of crying in front of this stranger. Like hated that, hated that. And all I could do was like continue to like just think about this like gorgeous house that was right behind her house. And I just saw like this beautiful house and these people and like this whole life. And I was just like completely immersed in that, trying to just like focus on that so I didn't like wail my eyes out the way I was. It was really caught me off guard. Um, So the fun part is that I sat up from that session and she's like, how was it? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, I was like, I got really emotional but I, I don't like crying. So I wasn't gonna cry in front of you. So I just focused on that gorgeous house behind you. And she was like, what house? And I was like, the house. And I was like, through the window. And I got up and there was nothing but forest behind that house. Holy shit. (laughs) Nothing but forest. (laughs) I was just like, what am I? Am I losing it? Like what type of it? And which is interesting because as I've I've learned more about my own intuition and I've worked more to develop it, I am not a visual person. I feel, Mm. I see, I, I feel, I hear, I know. I do not see ever like if you in a meditation or tell me to imagine a river I can't see a river I can hear a river I can mm-hmm. feel a river I can't see it so the idea that my first breathwork experience ever was very much like a visual experience is it was like the first and last time you know <laughs> just gone forever um but that's how I found breathwork and then I, I thought this person did like Reiki um, and I thought they did some other stuff. And I just never really asked. I was like, whatever, I'm just going to keep coming because this is working. Yeah. And <laughs> I finally, I was going back and forth from, you know, D.C. where I live to yeah. L.A., which is home. And when I'd go home, I'd always take all these like, workout classes trying to see like what was new, what was the latest thing and i kept seeing like breath work on schedules and, mm-hmm. I, and I just could never make it my parents live outside of la so any time i drove into la a i had to like pay for gas and you know <laughs> and like spend an hour in the car which we talked about my driving <laughs> um so you know i just it had to be a really big deal for me yeah. to drive all the way into la yeah. and i just it, it was always you know the classes were at like 7 p.m i'm like i'm gonna be in traffic the whole time like you know i just i never made it but i, I came home wondering about breath work and i was talking to this teacher that i was going to and i was just like what do you think she was like i just i wonder like if, you know if you don't want to just start like you know studying a little and like growing a little more into your intuition and i was like have you ever heard of breath work and she was like yes and i was like i keep seeing it on schedules and i'm like wondering what it's about and she was like okay and i'm like why what is what is wrong like what what are you doing why are you looking at me like that she's like so we've been doing breath work this whole time <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh oh okay all right so it's just it's that breathing thing she's like yes it's that breathing thing I was like "Huh, good to know um, so I was like do you think I should go to breathwork training she's like yeah of course and it's interesting because she sent me the breathwork training she went to and it was like ten thousand dollars and four or five years of training and you had to go to Florida once a month for like 12 months. And again, this is somebody with a micro business and a bartending gig that I used to support everything else. Like yeah. I couldn't, there's no way I could do that. Like there's no mm-hmm. way. And, and you know, that much money over that long period of time, like it doesn't even sound that offensive to me anymore. It, you know, cause it's, it's four years. Like that's if you break that up, it's not that expensive. But like the sticker shock for me oh, immediately yeah. was like for something that I don't even know I like, you know, like, what do you, you didn't even know you what were if doing? I, what <laughs> if I hate it? What if I never use it? You know, I have a whole college degree that I've never touched. What if I never use this?
1: Um, so, yeah, that's how I found Breathwork. Sorry, mm. that was a long answer. I loved it. It was exactly what I wanted, exactly what I'm looking for. I want to talk a little bit just about, you know, you mentioned at first being in the world of fitness gurus and it being predominantly male. And I think we can also acknowledge that a lot of these worlds are predominantly white, uh, predominantly Mm -hmm. cis, predominantly straight. So as a black queer woman, what is that like? What are the challenges? What are the surprising wins? Like, how do you keep your cool and get through the bullshit? How do I keep my cool? So what I will
0: say is that my cool has gotten less cool. Um, <laughs> That's
1: actually good, honestly.
0: <laughs> I've got to say that. Yeah. Um. You know, I think, so I'm, I'm in an interesting space in that I started dating a woman when I was 35 mm-hmm. uh, and like came out at like 37. Okay. And so I'm, I think I was, probably always a bit on the buyer side mm-hmm. then <laughs> I don't think I was ever like <laughs> you found ways, you
1: found workarounds is what you're saying yeah
0: I, but I would have never I always thought it was more just like fun oh, not necessarily like mm-hmm. gay gay and like yeah, then yeah. I like met Yanni felt like madly in love and was like all right we're just gonna whatever so the point of that is that it's i've been it's been a shorter i've been shorter shorter in this space but one thing i think was the win the surprise is that like when i moved into more spiritual spaces it was like i joined a secret club like people it was like it was you know it was the best thing ever people were like immediately oh also queer like love hi how are Mm -hmm. you how it was it was the coolest thing like i think if you could be a queer witch in this world like you've joined the best club out there in my opinion like it was just this like really cool welcoming environment that I of people who I you know I didn't I didn't expect that like I didn't I haven't always been in spaces where people are so loving and Mm -hmm. so welcoming I think I'm usually in spaces where things are a little bit more competitive Mm. a little bit more like if I help you then maybe it's gonna move me back so just the whole like arms open situation of being like queer in a spiritual world was actually pretty cool um that said you know there's oh um there's a lot of other stuff that just like has always rubbed me wrong that now, like I said, my cool has gotten less cool. Now I'll probably call people out. Whereas I feel like before I just let stuff go and just like, whatever, I'm here to learn what I can and get the F out of here. Like I'm never coming back. I'm never gonna be one of your disciples, but I need to learn this one thing. And I'm like willing to just like ignore the rest and do it. And I don't know that I'm really willing to do that anymore. You know, I don't know that I'm really willing to just like, yeah, I think I, I, I think I'm a lot more, for example, when I work with people, if somebody messages me like, Hey, do you want to be in my podcast? I go through their whole stuff, right? Like I go through their whole thing. I go back to like, mm, you know, July, 2020 and read their Instagram posts. What are you talking about friend? (laughs) Did you care about black lives mattering then or no? You know, what are you, or were you, were you fucking complaining about statues being defaced? Like you kind of have to, you know. You gotta like gauge people, like you, go, back, you gotta, go back to like April, 2020. Are they bitching about the gym not being open while people died? A lot of people died. Like you, it's kind of one of those things, yeah. you know, I think I'm, I do think I'm a lot more conscious. Mm.
1: Um, yeah. It sounds like too, you're like tuned into like the more subtle reads. So that like, you don't have to have like, like you can pick up the microaggressions and not have to be there for the macro aggression. Like, you know what, I'm out. I see. I'm gonna weed out your sovereign body. It's gonna. Yeah, like so many words
0: are so, it's so helpful to me that like people use the same language. You know, it's, it's, if people, if there is a little less like, you know, just like, it's like they, everybody just copied and pasted the same thing. And it's super helpful because it helps me see people for who they are right away. I don't actually have to read super far in, you know, to any of the crap because I'm like, oh, I see okay cool 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 divine feminine I see that all right let's go sovereign body all right thank you Mm -hmm. are you my body my choice but not actually for women's rights I understand now thank you that was super helpful that you put that in the beginning of your post you know yeah um yeah it's tricky stuff but yeah I think it's been it's been surprising I I find myself doing a lot of firsts Mm. and that's weird for me because I don't think I'm I don't see I think I'm a normal person I think I have good ideas and I think I have the ability to do a lot of follow-through which I'm honestly trying to like back myself up on Mm -hmm. at this point like Mm -hmm. just because I have a good idea and I don't think anyone else is going to come up with it doesn't mean I have to do it I just let it go. Really, I really am doing that. There are going to be a lot of beautiful ideas that die simply because I'm trying to honor my capacity and not work myself to death. Um, And it is what it is. But, you know, like I said, there's a lot of firsts. Like, we, we had, we had Breathe in Black over the fall, which was a really big undertaking, but it was really beautiful because it's yeah. something that I'm not going to, I don't believe in being like, this has never been done before. Cause I don't know what's been done because, you know, I don't know what's been done. I'm not going to say that, but like, it's, it's the first I'd seen in, since I've been paying attention. How about that? where, you know, people were able to come together and where, you know, we had all black presenters and black breath workers featured and, and, you know, this all happened because so often I'd go, I'd get invited to these things, which I'm grateful for that. Like, I know people are trying to invite me to the table and I'm not, I'm not knocking that, Mm -hmm. but I definitely have very many times been on panels where I'm just like, I'm one of 50 people and I'm the only black person here, right? Like I'm the only, but I'm the only publicly queer person here, <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> like, like it's just like, what are we doing, y'all? Like I know, I know that we're out there, and to the credit of like, especially the Black queer community, mm-hmm. I get it. Everybody's real tired. Like I know when I've reached out to people and I'm just asking them to participate in my events, I get the nicest emails back of "Thank you so much, I love you, keep going." I can't participate because I'm at yeah. my at my complete capacity and that I understand so I you know again there's it's complex but but it's it's been interesting to kind of see the spaces I'm invited into the the people who are like hell yes yeah you're here and the others who are like oh please can we take your picture and put you at the front of our thing so we can show that we're not you know I've gotten also very I'm I've gotten really um, intense about that too, actually. <laughs>
1: good. Good for you. I mean, I just loved I love seeing Breathe and Black come together. And I also feel like it's such a good answer. There's like such a bullshit phoning it in response of like, we would love to have a more diverse platform. We just struggle to find the talent or this or that. It's like, no, no, you just aren't looking with intention. We're out there. And you don't have relationships with this these people too. So then you're offering people exposure without real tangible support, which is pretty fucking whack, I think. Yep. Yeah. Yep, that's literally it. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's just so and how's it how's it felt to be able to like be a person who is making more space for black folks in these worlds?
0: It's been really cool. Um it's been really, really cool. Pilates has grown so much in that there are a lot of black Pilates instructors and I love that and breath work we're on our way we're we're on our way (laughs) um but it's been it's been neat to have people come and just be like you know I have done breath work for four or five years I've never once done it with a black person you know I think that's I love that. Like, I love being able to create that space for people. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm always like, okay, well, I'm not the only one. So like, you should know that there is, do you want me to send you a list? Send me your email. I'll send you a list. There's a whole list of us. Like, it's a thing, you know, but I think, I think it's really important for, for people to see themselves represented in the front of the room. Yes. I think it's, there's something to be said about sliding scale spots and access But I think it's also really important for people, if they choose to, to see themselves reflected in the front of the room. And that's Black people, that's queer people, that's trans people. Like, I think they deserve to be able to see themselves in the front, not just in their sliding scale ticket, but like to see somebody with a voice holding the microphone, to see somebody with, you know, with their same lived experiences or at least similar enough to like recognize and see each other for who we truly are in the front of the room. Like, I think that's
1: so important. Yeah, and really, really beautifully said. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of growing and, and making that more possible, can you talk a little bit more about Breathwork Liberation Society, your training program?
0: Of course I can. Breath Liberation Society started two years ago after me and my friends very publicly left our breathwork community we asked for quite a bit of change we were hoping to see growth um and you know it's interesting to have these conversations years later because Mm -hmm. now years later i can see like i i was truly i was truly optimistic (laughs) i will admit that i was really optimistic that change could happen in that space. And two years later, I can now see that change has not happened in that space. And so I, I feel much more comfortable with what we did because yeah. it was like, we asked you to change. And then when that wasn't looking super likely, we chose to walk away and to let everybody know about our conversations more so that they could be responsible consumers. So yeah. people could look at what was said, the promises that were made and then you know make choices for themselves they can read and be like okay I've read all the things I feel well informed I'm still going to choose to go and study with this person or they're going to read all the things and go oh no that those are a few things that really mattered to me I'm not going to study with that person like people can make their own choices but at the end of that I was hyper aware of the fact that my what I want is for there to be more diverse voices in breath work and i also have watched in the pilates industry where pilates can be an 800 hour certification like the one i attended or you can go and have a one hour you know a six hour training on the weekend and call yourself a pilates instructor or you can just buy the machines and call yourself a Pilates instructor and do absolutely no learning, <laughs> yes. and yeah, yeah, it's, you can totally do that. And I, I had witnessed that happen in the Pilates industry. And when I, we did the work of, you know, trying to, trying to influence some change in our breathwork community, I was like, y'all, we ha- like we have to somebody where are we gonna send people? Because right. we still, want, we, I don't want there to just be like a, I said all this, now go learn from that person because that's your only choice. I'd, I wanted people to have another option and I, I've been a teacher my whole life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I can, I can teach a training. Like I can, I can put that together. And I still have a lot of respect for people that run trainings that have been doing them for years and years because I'm very aware of how much work it takes, mm-hmm. but I thought it might be fun to include the voices of people that i really respected in the breathwork community rather than it just be like the shauna show where you get to learn all the things i say like i really wanted to provide a really broad experience so that people in the training could hear from many many different perspectives how someone holds space many many different perspectives of how you know what breath work means to someone so that way we're not necessarily creating like robots we're not creating somebody who's like first this then that blah blah <laughs> like i really want people to be able to like use their intuition and to shape their sessions into something that really resonates with them into something they'd want to attend because i think that ultimately is what it is like even if you mm-hmm. take a whole bunch of diverse voices if you give them all the exact same script they're not, you know, that's not, that's not them. That's Mm -hmm. not their light shining. That's just like a well-rehearsed thing. And so, you know, I wanted people to know that like it's not just my voice, but there are a lot of different voices so they can kind of pick and choose and take and listen from. And that's kind of what I did after I got certified. Mm from the training I went to, is I just started going to so many different practitioners to learn what everybody else was doing, you know, so I could kind of start to mold and shape, and be like, okay, I like this that this person did that. I like that this person did that. So I could kind of start to gather what I would want in a session, and then start to give that to people when they came to breathwork for me. So I kind of just like packaged all that up <laughs> in, a, in a thing, rather than, um, you know, having somebody go all around. They can, you know, these, yeah, that's the plan. That's that, what they
1: did. I mean, it's amazing and I really love what you're talking about because I think that there can be a certain homogenization or like a, a weird guru thing, right? If there's just one teacher one way and then you you don't have that expansiveness. You don't have that diversity of practitioners coming out of the program. And the reality is, as you've spoken to a little bit earlier in this interview, we all are coming from so many different experiences and need such nuanced care from practitioners. And if they're able to actually like embody and communicate their own individual strengths, it, it makes it so much easier for us to find the people who resonate with us. And then we don't have to worry about competition or the scarcity, right? Because the fact is, we all need some help. And like, you can't give everybody in the world breathwork sessions and survive so like yeah being able to diversify and help people tune into their own intuition is just so special i really Mm -hmm. i really appreciate that approach shona um can you talk a little bit about the frankie hughes clinic that's a part of your training yeah yeah the frankie Hughes clinic no
0: s and i'll explain why um everyone puts an s on it uh the frankie hugh clinic is my it's a it's a wing of breath liberation society where we do community work um and it's an opportunity for people who are in the training to do practice teaching hours i'm a big believer that like there are two different ways to really develop your intuition one is through familiarity working with people you know the other which i highly recommend for anyone in any space is to work with strangers like it it makes such a difference to work with strangers because i i actually find and I'd love to actually know what you think about this mm-hmm. but I find this to I find it to be much easier to work with strangers yeah. especially when I was newer to breath work because I didn't have to fight with my own thoughts I didn't have to think like is this my intuition or is it because this is my best friend of 30 years <laughs> and I know her whole history like you can just say stuff without that added level of filter now I like now that I have a little bit of a clearer understanding of my intuition and how my guides communicate to me. It's a little bit easier to work with my friends. But before then, it was just like, I don't, is it, you know, am I thinking this? Is it, are they going to think I'm thinking of this? There's just this added need to process that like gets taken away when you work with strangers. Yeah. Because then you can just say what comes to mind. They, their guards are a little bit lower because they're not like you're just saying that because you hate my boyfriend. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. Like it's much easier <laughs> to just have it. I, I think it works. So, anyways, the Frankie Hugh Clinic is named after my grandmothers. Um, my my maternal grandmother, Frankie Louise, and my um, my paternal grand- grandmother, uh, Hugh Letta, Bryant. And so that's why it's Hugh. Ah. That's what she was nicknamed. So it's Frankie and Hugh. Um, and that's why that's what the clinic is named after. And both of them were really big on community activism, <laughs> on community care. My grandmother, Hugh Letta. Um, was one of the first black nurses to graduate from Pasadena City College back in the early 1900s. Um, Yeah, like they were, her and her husband were a two-person household. She went back and got her like um, master's degree. Like this is somebody that was born like in the early 1900s. Like it's, you know, she was a brilliant, amazing human and I wanted to honor them with the clinic. Um, And yeah, it's been great because I think that, you know, in order to do breath work, in order to take a training, in order to really get deep into it, it is important to do one-on-one sessions, yeah. but a lot of times there is a bit of a price hurdle. Yeah. And I believe in that price, I, I, that price is there for a reason. Like mm-hmm. I do believe that like breathwork is work and we should be paid for our work. Mm-hmm. But I also think this is an excellent opportunity for people to, to get their, you know, to get some sessions done if they want to yeah um for um i think our original pricing maybe we, we might have upped it a tiny bit but it's like 15 to 50 dollars, and you get a, a private session which i think is is the best deal because these are people who by the time they're in the clinic they've done over 200 hours of of like learning of practice teaching they're super ready and yeah
1: that's the frankie Heat clinic uh, I love that and i i just love these creative ways to get m- multiple access points and also to provide the clinical training that that folks need to really be astute responsible practitioners in this world yeah very cool how do you deal with social media fatigue so i
0: delete instagram off of my phone okay, a lot right. yeah yeah which catches people off guard, because it seems like I'm on there all the time. Um, I generally will post in the morning, Mm -hmm. delete it off my phone. And then if I post and tell people to like DM me or something, Mm -hmm. it's actually much easier for me to check really quickly on my computer Mm -hmm. because it's hard to scroll on a computer. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, I can just check messages really quickly, like midday and make sure I haven't missed anything, respond to messages, interact, and then close it. And then I usually won't put it back on my phone until the evening. That's um, and,
1: wise. <laughs> yeah. Sorry I interrupted you, though. Did you have another thought?
0: No. I just, you know, I'm trying really hard. I feel like there's this thing that I, I'm going to speak for myself, yeah. not for the like entire small business community. But there's this like, oh, life has to be super hard, I'm a small business owner, I must suffer thing that I really like cloaked myself in for a while that I felt like I didn't have a choice. I felt like I had to just do what everybody said I needed to do and that even if it made me uncomfortable, I just had to do it. And I've been really trying to ease away from that and Mm -hmm. just I've been trying very hard to participate in social media in ways that I like. And not and not ways that I don't, which I know sounds kind of simple, but for me that means like if I yeah that means that I'm gonna I'm gonna write I like I write my schedule down just so people can know what I'm up to. That's really easy for me to do, so I do it. If it were difficult, I'd stop. If it becomes difficult, I'll stop. I try and post like twice a week. Every single time I don't post twice a week, I'm like, oh well, bucket. And it just kind of is what it is. Like I think I've tried to be really clear. Like I'm here sometimes, you know sometimes yeah. and I don't I don't I stopped following people back a couple of years ago not because I'm so cool but because I just don't want the energy of trying to like read who they are and make I just whatever like if we interact one day I'm like oh do oh I should follow you like I'm that person but I just you know I yeah I just it's Instagram is like a it's a thing and I'm also only on Instagram yeah, yeah. I have a Facebook page that I barely interact with I've really I'm not I have a Twitter account that I don't interact with and I and I'm not on what's the, what's the other tick, one the babies the tick, are on the talk,
1: I'm the snap, not on that the one chat.
0: Um, I have an account I lost the I lost the password <laughs> and you know I just I can't do it like I just I can't and it's funny because a friend of mine was messaging me like please get on TikTok I was like absolutely not I run three businesses I do by myself I ran three businesses like I can't do it like I don't I don't want to do it I don't find it joyful I also don't think and this is something that I I find is tricky to know for people Mm -hmm. and this is going to sound really capitalistic so for those of y'all that that's going to be offensive to cover your ears but I don't find that my clients are on TikTok
1: Mm -hmm. I
0: don't think that that's my age group or my demographic so I'm not going to stress myself out on a platform that caters you know I just know Like if I think if I were really trying to push my Pilates clientele, that might be a thing. If I was trying to push like a Pilates membership, that would be a thing for me. Mm -hmm. But I just, my clients aren't on, on, on what's it called? They're not, that's not how people find me. So I'm not going to invest my time because I'm trying Mm -hmm. to like stay ahead of the
1: curve. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Well done. Good idea. I want to transition into some astrology talk, but before I do, is there anything else you'd like to share about your business world any announcements no No? okay I'm done with my business shares but I thought so before we turned on the recording
0: I told Rose I was like I have a very big announcement (laughs) (laughs) people are gonna be stunned okay so here we go I don't know anything about astrology and I'm not trying (laughs) and and I pretend all the time because everybody around me is really into astrology and people say stuff to me like oh it's because my this is in this corner and I don't say anything back I just nod and I go okay and I let it be and I've been pretending this whole time
1: (laughs) wow well the secret's out the secret is out We'll have to see how much you've just intuited um, about this devil work from just living. I'm going to pull up your chart, and I'm going to pull up some notes I had. Um, But I want to ask before, since you said you know nothing about astrology and you're not trying, do you have any questions about it that you're just Yeah, I do about? have some questions about my interactions
0: with Pluto. And it's not like I don't know anything, but like I, I know so many people that have like their whole chart memorized and they it's like everyone speaks in another language that is astrology. And that's what I mean when I'm saying, I, I literally, I just pretend. Like some of my best friends are going to hear this and be stunned. I literally just like smile. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, uh-huh. Like I don't even, <laughs> like I'm a total fake. I'm a total fraud. Um,
1: so that's my announcement. That's amazing. <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> um, yeah, we can talk about Pluto and what's happening for you. Do you want like a little um a little off the cuff like brief reading of what you got going on here? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. The first thing I want to say is it looks like you really need and want your work and your days to reflect your values and that like I think you're in this life to learn to be a little less hard on yourself. What do you think about Oof. that? Oh <laughs> boy, we're just going there today, huh? Uh-huh. Um, you've got you've got a lot of fire and you've got a lot of cardinal energy as well. You don't know have to know what that means, but fire as an energy is like it's what excites us it's passion it's being spirited we heat up we cool down we want to move towards the things that that light us up right and, and your sun and your moon are both in fire signs in aries and leo so it's like your emotional interior to some extent matches and reflects back your kind of The way you put yourself out in the world and share who you are your personality and identity right which is nice because for some people they have this whole internal interior world that makes no sense and does not really (laughs) does not really align as much or it's crunchier to navigate the distance between like how they put themselves out in the world and what they're feeling inside right Um, looks like you have pretty strong instincts and intuition, and like your feelings really drive you and are kind of your secret weapon. It, it, in particular, things that make you feel a little indignant or a little pissed off—is that true? Oh yeah, <laughs> a little, a little fury fueling you. Um, mm-hmm. You have Uranus at the top of your chart, which indicates like you're here to innovate, you're not here to kind of do it the same way. And if you see an outdated structure, a kind of mode of organizing things, you're the one who's kind of like, "Mm, let me push on this and see if it breaks. Let me kind of go do my own thing over here. Yeah, you're you're here to individuate. And it also does look like you mentioned that you were raised in a super religious family. Yeah.
0: I'm. I'm sorry. I nodded, and I'm on. You can't. You can't hear me nodding, dear podcast friends. I apologize. Yes. Well, (laughs) you. I was raised Adventist. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, you've got Pluto and Jupiter in the. There's a house that's called the ninth house that really tells us about belief systems and kind of how we how we try to find meaning in the world and to have Pluto there can indicate that, like early on, you had to come up against some pretty powerful, intense, repressive structures that really clash with your values and kind of how you wanted to receive in the world and how you wanted to relate to people. Yeah. Yep. And and almost some zealotry, which the immediate feeling of not belonging there or not not really feeling like this is reflecting how you want to move in the world, kind of honed this point on you, I think, that now you, it made you get really clear by rejecting that. It wasn't enough to reject it. It made you get really clear about what are you accepting? though. What do you believe in if it's not that? Does that make sense? Yep, I'm very principled. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of what you were talking about that I love so much in the interview was kind of the sense of like it's not enough to just be against that thing. I have to find something else because it's a really it's it's draining to to just be pushing back and resisting and and kind of advocating against and it doesn't nourish us in the same ways. Right. Right. Yeah. Action. Yeah. But yeah, I just see this real capacity to dig into your heart and kind of fight, fight for your own needs and carve something out for yourself that like it, it doesn't look easily won. It looks hard fought. But it also looks like so enriching and empowering for you. Does that feel true? No, oh, I love that, actually. Yeah. Because no, it's not easy or a hard thought. <laughs> yeah. And ultimately, <laughs> I think you do, you are seeking a spiritual community, but they need to be one that's actually like able to show with action what they believe. I don't think you're very impressed by big talk. I think you really want to see people show up and actually do the fucking thing they said they believe in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's my little baby read of your chart. Did you have some questions? you want to talk about Pluto a little bit and see what's happening? Yeah, a little bit. I found, um, I don't know, there
0: is like a, so again, I'm going to butcher this, but every time I read on Instagram, people are like, Pluto goes into something, something. Like I get, it's like I'm like getting kicked in the face. Like there is like such like a serious, like, (laughs) like, hangover like just this real intense life all of a sudden i'm just like goodness as somebody who's really not into astrology i'm being very
1: affected by this (laughs) it's like really intense well it's really funny that you use the word kicked in the face because currently pluto is sitting on what's called your ascendant and the ascendant is the rising sign and what that means is when you were born The area of the sky that was visible in the east, like where the sun rises, that's what we call your ascendant. And for you, it's literally where Pluto is sitting right now. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of a two year joint. And one of the things about the ascendant and our rising sign is that's the face that we present to the world. It has to do with like our head and how we start things. So for the last 15 years, you've had this planet of transformation and intensity and power and will, and also shame and survival instincts. It's been hanging out in an area of your chart that actually describes kind of a period before the rising. It's kind of this in between subconscious area. So it seems like there've been all these changes in the wings and you've been building towards this for the last 15 years. And now it's bursting through and you may be like, wow, this is invigorating and also exhausting and also really intense and overwhelming. And like, who am I? (laughs) Does that make sense? Yes, no, totally. And, And on top of that, you've got just a shit ton of energy in this first house. So this is like, you are figuring out how you wanna structure the next 30 years of your life, honestly, because Saturn is here and Saturn, is related to structure and foundation, and you're building something. You're building something that's going to last, and there is kind of this intense, overwhelming rush of resourcing and power, but you're also being forced to kind of probably let go of some things, realizing like, I don't have the capacity, the energy, the time, and like, let me really hone in and focus on what is going to sustain me? What's going to speak to my values? And what I'm going to like, be proud of looking back on in another 29, 30 years. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm that's- literally writing this down. <laughs> good, good. And, and so the other, the other kind of big action that's happening is you have a lot of energy in your second house. And the second house is where we find resourcing, right? Not just money, also energy also kind of our skills it's it's what we have to work with and share in the world natally your moon is there so that's why I was saying your instincts and your your ability to respond with feeling is is one of your great assets in the world and now it's getting a lot of support so there's a creative vision and some collaboration that's like definitely happening and and really strengthening kind of your your relationship to to your own specific brand of spirituality and the community that, that kind of holds and shares those same values. But you're also, it looks like there's going to be a little more ease. You have Jupiter, which is a planet of wealth expansion and opportunity there. And so that indicates like if money has been tight, if it's been a little rough or if you just would like to be a little more comfortable that, that there's some help coming. And more opportunities for you to take, though. <laughs> and we've talked about this is one of those reading for friends things, right? Like, I know that you've had some shit, some surprising, annoying stuff you've had to deal with in the house that <laughs> you and Yanni bought. Uranus, the planet of surprise, disruption, uh, upset, upheaval, the underdog is sitting right at the bottom of your chart right now. And that, among other things, indicates house and home. And that kind of feeling of stable roots. And so mm-hmm. when Uranus comes through, at first it feels really fucked up. It's not pleasant, right? It's disruptive. It forces us to change really quickly and to adapt. You actually are really skilled at this already, but sometimes it means you don't get to actually like plan and do things the way that you like to. Is that true? Oh, that's totally it. I'm yeah. like super good at
0: being on my feet. God doesn't piss me off with things that go the way I wanted. Mm-hmm. It's very. I mean, I can I can pivot, but I'll be angry about it sure. and disappointed. <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally. But like, I think it's funny. A friend of mine had like a allergic reaction to something. And their mouth was on fire, and they called me. <laughs> and they're like, I called you because I knew you'd know what to do. Like, I'm that person. Like, I yeah. I will. I'm that person. Like, I will figure it out. Like, I'm. <laughs> Like panic, emergency, mm-hmm. I'm the person who's like gonna
1: like slap everybody and be like, look <laughs> at me, we're doing this. 100%. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of baked into your chart. And But so this Uranus is putting stress upon your son and upon your house of partnership, but it's the thing with Uranus is it actually, it's not just there to fuck us up. It's not just there to make us so frustrated it actually then shows us that there are some other skills that we have that we haven't integrated or brought into this. Or it shows us that actually we were a little stuck or stagnant here. And even though this spontaneity or kind of this upheaval is really disruptive and can fuck with our nervous systems, it also reminds us like, oh, I could take a different route to work. Oh, we could try and share responsibility in this different way. Oh, if we have to tear out this wall anyway, let's take a second and think like, well, do we want to put it back together the same way? Or is there some other way that actually is far more conducive to us and actually makes more room for us in our life and in our possibility? So that that is probably what is like pushing on you the most right now. It's like the most intense aspect besides this Pluto on 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 your ascendant. Right. But The last little thing I want to talk to you about about your transits right now is Mars is in a lovely aspect to your sun and to your Saturn. Now, our sun is our sense of self. Your sun is found in your seventh house. There's also a way where partnership kind of brings out the best in Shauna. Like when you have somebody to reflect back with, you know more who you are, you know where you end and where they begin and and you get to see some of that sun. You're, you're so sunny, you're so bright, you're such a joy to like share space with. And when you've got somebody to reflect it back, then you get some of that love back to yourself, which I think is really wonderful. Saturn, on the other hand, is really about building towards the future. You have Saturn and Libra in the eighth house. So there is this sense of like, you're here to like find a a partner for life to build with, to get into the shit with, to like feel that sense of security but to also have that mutually assured growth and evolution you need that and you know that you that there are parts of yourself that really get shined up when you're working towards something really intensely with somebody mars action doing it's in your house of fun so like the last thing i want to share with you is you are really it's going to strengthen your relationship it's going to give you more of your vitality back to like actively prioritize and seek out pleasure and fun and engagement in the next couple months like all work and no play not the move not the move for you so I I really would encourage you to put that on your schedule (laughs) so funny because like really I keep trying to schedule some sort
0: of like break in March or April Mm -hmm. and it keeps not happening schedule wise for Mm -hmm. either of us yeah and I'm I know I'm trying to schedule it cause I know this is a really busy time for me. Like mm-hmm. I really, I, this is, you know, the training starts in April and yeah. this is generally the like time where I start working seven days a week and mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> I'm yeah. at my desk at 9 PM on a Saturday. Um, and I'm trying really hard to build some space in there and I keep, it keeps not happening, but we'll see. Maybe, maybe I, I thank you. This is all, I think hopeful for mm-hmm. me to hear. A yeah. lot of the things were are really hopeful to hear definitely very true but yeah. I think something I've been working on really hard is to go back to my to a space where I'm a little bit more optimistic mm. I think I got into a kind of a headspace where I was like very much expecting the worst to happen yes. I think as a way to keep myself from being hurt just trying to like out plan you know <laughs> yes I do know <laughs> just just out plan anything that could happen And I'm I'm trying to, and and I think it's good to have that awareness, but I also think that I found myself being a really negative person and and not seeing the sunshine when it's there. Mm. So I've been working really hard to try and recognize that a little bit more. And this, like some of the things you said were like, definitely have been in my mind of like things that I really want to try and lean into a little bit more, like just, you know,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: So thank you.
1: Definitely. And I mean, timing wise, yeah, Mars is going to move into your sixth house, which is the day-to-day grind and routine and just digging in like end of March, early April. So really the next five weeks, and it doesn't have to be major either, right? It can, it can really just be like, I'm putting in 15 minutes to just like play on the floor with my dogs. Super simple, but just remembering that joy. Like, and because I know that sometimes we can... We decide we need it has to be like all or nothing or that like it needs to be this like very specific set and setting for me to accomplish this. And then it's like, oh, but also there's little ways I can tap into joy, like just putting on music real loud and dancing around in the room for five minutes in between sessions, you know. So I just encourage you to find little ways to bring more play and pleasure into your life in the next month so that you because the thing is that recharges us, right? Mm hmm. It and, does. You, and you need that reserve. You need that like savings account of pleasure. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love, love, love that A savings account.
0: Yeah, man.
1: <laughs> oh, that's so good. So good. I like it too. I'm happy. I'm happy with my brain for throwing that one out. <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Well, that's what I wanted to tell you about in your chart. Do you have any last questions or requests astrologically speaking before we wrap things up today? Do you know my random
0: question, and this is something I could Google, so
1: answer Unhuman. it,
0: or I can Google it later. <laughs> what is a Saturn return? You you said something about yeah. that, and I was like, oh, I, I've been meaning to learn that. Yeah. Um, that is, so again, I'm sure I could Google this. Um, feel free to tell me that.
1: No, this is exactly what I wanted people to ask on, on this show. Just like I could have Googled some of those questions about Pilates, but I wanted to hear you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a Saturn return, basically when we're born, Saturn is in a certain position, right? So when you were born Saturn was in Libra at this degree. It's seventeen degrees. I'll share that, but we're gonna keep the rest of your birth info a little nebulous for your privacy's sake.
0: Um I I, like love my birthday. I write it everywhere, so it's not even I literally, If you like go anywhere near my Instagram and just go every year, you'll see me be like
1: I mean (laughs) say Yes It's a good one. It's a good it's a solid date, you know. Good birthday. (laughs) That's a good one. Um, So basically, Saturn takes 29 years, give or take, to go all the way around all 12 signs of the zodiac. So every 29 years in our life, it returns to the same point in the sky that it was when we were born. And because Saturn rules kind of cycles of maturity and growth, we look at these different Saturn cycles as kind of guideposts as we're coming into ourselves. So we're born... And then around you know between the ages of 27 and 30 when saturn returns to that point is usually when people start to mature into themselves and start to face the realization that regardless of what happened up to this point regardless of how fucked up my family is how hard my environment is like from here on out it's up to me and the choices i make to shape my life and so some people really rise to that occasion really feel excited about taking responsibility for their life's direction some folks really struggle with that and a lot of fear comes in because fear is also ruled by saturn so is restriction time limitation right this way lots we have like this false notion culturally that like you're supposed to have shit figured out by the time you're 30 and if you don't you're somehow behind when in reality you're supposed to have a whole family like a marriage a career
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're supposed to have a lot going on by 30. sorry to interrupt you but no
1: it's fine right and so but from an astrological standpoint kind of the first 30 years you're becoming an adult and then there's a whole new cycle where you get to make different choices and kind of shape and shift the direction of the next 30 years. So then people have a second Saturn return between like 54 and 57. And then if we're lucky enough, we live to a third one, right? Kind okay. of in our late eighties, early nineties. Um, and so, that's part. So that's a Saturn return. And then I was talking to you about this Saturn cycle in your first house, because the first house is how we begin things. And Saturn had entered into your first house at the end of 2020 and started kind of restructuring this next 30 years. Right. But yeah, so that's a Saturn return. Do you have any any other astrology questions? I think that's it. Is that okay? I'm sure I could yes. talk more, but this—those no, were perfect. those were my
0: two. I wanted to talk about Pluto, and I wanted to know what a Saturn return was.
1: No, it's absolutely perfect because timing-wise, this is where I wanted to land. Yay, go us! Where can people find you, Shona? And what would you—is there anything else you'd like to share with us? Anything upcoming, late spring or summer that people should check out? Mm, no, no. <laughs>
0: Um, No, I'm going to, I think um, early summer, I'm going to be joining a podcast with my friend um, and I'm going to be like co-hosting with them. So that's going to be a fun announcement if you're looking for something for me for early, early um, summer. Mm -hmm. And no, I don't think so. Um, You can find me anywhere. Uh, I am my name. So it's, my name is with a C, C C-H-A-U-N-A. Um, I'm Shauna Bryant on Instagram. That's my website. I'm, I'm I'm super easy to find. If you ever have questions about breathwork, about building your own personal practice, um, hit me up. I hopefully am going to start to add in some more movement things, more movement offerings, probably like at the end of 2023. So if you're around for that, you know, come come join me. I I started writing, like I started writing a little bit in 2022. And I send those as a form of a newsletter sometimes. Um, you know, those are the ways to interact with me right now. And yeah,
1: thanks for listening. This has been super fun. Awesome. Thank you so much for, for sharing. And yeah, definitely check Shana's work out. There will definitely be a link in the show notes to get to her website and her social. Yeah, thanks so much for chatting with me, Shana. Of course. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. Cool. Okay, bye. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Mutual Reception. If you enjoyed the podcast, please like, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you enjoy listening. You can find Shauna's website through the show notes and mine there as well. Take good care, and I'll be back with a horoscope next week.